Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest. First, as always, we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, We Coach and the global community of women in high school sports. If you're not um, a part of these two great organizations, you really need to check them out. So that's the global community of women in high school sports and We Coach. Uh, so before we hear from our guest, Let's hear a quick word from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. We use surveys for just about everything at my school. And the information that came back is almost always positive, but the surveys also connect you with that squeaky wheel student athlete or squeaky wheel parent uh, that sometimes they're going to share a small issue that you can address and keep it from turning into a big issue because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your student athletes or your parents, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive indoor scoring tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demonstration and see their tables and their boards in action. They not only generate income for your department, they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com, indoor scoring tables and video boards. Um, let them um, help you create that ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing recently acquired Ticket Spigot, and together they're going to provide an even stronger and more comprehensive digital ticketing and event management solution for you. But for right now, go to sidelineinteractive.com, excuse me, go to hometownticketing.com and check out um, how they can help you set up and sell your tickets online. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. At every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances, school plays and concerts, even graduation. You'll find it all at hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. We want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. And check out how they can uh, help you celebrate your entire community by showcasing your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all your teams, for all the events, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their uh, interactive touchscreen video consoles. Um, they're on a mission. They want to help bring your school's legacy to life. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. We also want to say thanks to our good friends at Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com 
uh, and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. Snap Store allows you to order custom spirit gear. Snap Manage will help you design an entire website for your athletic department. Snap Connect is their multilingual family engagement platform. And of course, Snap Raise is their fundraising platform. We used it. Our parents loved it. Our coaches loved it. It works. Snap Raise has helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. They even have a program where you can get your money before you actually do your fundraising. Does anybody else offer that? Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and find out why 200,000 teams across the country and across the world use Huddle to help their coaches and their athletes perform better. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school is a Huddle school. And our coaches just love the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle has the tools to help your teams, your coaches, and your athletes play at their highest level. Go to huddle.com and you're going to find a professional-grade solution to the challenges that you face with your athletic programs. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. That's huddle.com. We also want to say thank you to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how... Athletic directors and coaches are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. Today, it's all about marketing your program, branding your program, and Gipper can show you how to do that in seconds. You can do it on any device, and you don't need any design experience. That's Gipper.com. Start creating custom content for your school's social media channel. And we want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. But they are so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They've got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can help your coaches with things like attendance and communication. And for you as an athletic director, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake and get started with Final Forms. Hey, welcome back everyone to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're staying right here in the great state of Florida and we're going to be visiting with Dustin Cupcheck. Dustin is a certified athletic administrator, and he's the athletic director at Springstead High School in Spring Hill, Florida. I'm going to let him tell uh, all tell all of you uh, where that is. Uh, Dustin's also a, a member of our FIAAA board. He's a district director. We'll talk about that some, but Dustin Cupcheck, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Hey, Jay, I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, really excited when, when I got the email, got the invite. Uh, it's a great program, and uh, I've listened to a handful of episodes myself. So like I said, once I got the invite, I was anxiously awaiting for today's conversation. Well, we, we appreciate you taking some time to share. For our listeners, we're recording this episode on January 9th, so it's going to be pretty timely when you hear it. 
And again, um, it's brand new year, 2023. So let's go and jump right in. Destin, we always like to let our uh, listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us a little bit of that bio, uh, where you were born, where you grew up and went to school. Uh, maybe take us up to the college years and then we'll take a, a pause and, and then hear more about your career. But what's the Dustin Cupcheck origin story? Uh, well, I was born in Largo, uh, stayed there uh, for a short time and then moved up to Spring Hill uh, and, and went to all my schooling in Hernando County. Um, uh, ended up at Central High School. Uh, I was a I was a Bear back then, which is actually a rival school of ours. You know where I'm at now at Springstead. Uh, that that'll come into play later uh, with 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 more of my professional story. But um, yeah, I played baseball and football there uh, for four years and uh, enjoyed my time uh, as a Central Bear. And um, I uh, I had originally got accepted to Florida right off the bat. And I thought, man, I got to get the heck out of here and go to, you know, I want to go. I've always dreamed of going to Tallahassee, going to Florida State. Uh, been a knoll since I popped out, you know. And um, John Wilkinson uh, was my coach at the time. And uh, he kind of talked me into staying around. He's like, you do a really good job coaching. So uh, I, I actually stayed and uh, I, I got my AA at uh, Pasco Hernando State College uh, and coached, got some experience, saved some money. And uh, and then I moved up and finished my degree uh, up in Tallahassee and um, lived there for about two and a half years and uh, and then uh, and then moved back down. So I uh, started my started my teaching, my teaching career, uh, my coaching career actually started uh, when I was still in high school. I actually coached spring of my senior year. So, um, yeah, my coaching career is a little bit longer than my teaching career. Wow. And again, for our listeners, um, you know, Dustin is from, I don't know what you described that, you know, just, you know, Southeast or Southwest, South Central Florida area, <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess yeah. kind of, uh, you know, maybe, and I'm probably butchering this, probably more of a, a farm and agricultural area, but I think probably quintessential Florida small town. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's grown a little bit. I mean, we're about to get a crumble and we just got a PDQ. So it's pretty big time, you know? Um, but, uh, uh, no, you know, it's like a, you know, small town. I, I wouldn't quite say it's, um, you know, there's some rural spots. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but you know, it's, it's more of a suburb feel, honestly, uh, for a good chunk of the town, at least where Springstead's at in, in the town of Spring Hill, it's more of a suburb. Like I said, there's, there's definitely some more rural areas around some real beautiful areas around like that. But uh, yeah, where Springstead's at, definitely more of a suburb feel, I'd say. Talk a little bit before we jump into your career, talk a little bit about, you know, you, you spent your whole life in Florida. Uh, talk about growing up in that, uh, uh, you know, being a central bear. What were some of the things that uh, stick out for you back in those days? Oh, man. Um, you know, being a, being a football guy, uh, playing football pretty much my my whole life uh, that I could remember, maybe six, I was six seven, eight years old. Uh, football Friday nights were were a big deal. I was nothing nothing to write home about. I was your average high school football player, good enough to be on the team, good enough to play a little bit here and there. And um, but still, I, I still remember. You know, we had some solid teams, nothing nothing spectacular. We didn't make the playoffs in my time there on the varsity level, but. You know, I just I just remember the camaraderie. I just remember uh, my my coaches. I'm still very close to both of them, actually, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a little bit. And uh, and uh, and you know, 
I have this crazy group chat going with five other of my friends and four of those five kids I played football with. And, and we are, we, we spend so much time with each other. Um, whether, whether it's, you know, going out to dinner or with our families, or, uh, we went to a, a, a raise game. We split a, um, a nice, you know, a private booth, all of, all of us. And, or so just the stupid ridiculousness in our chat, uh, you know, it, just those relationships that you, that you build and, and still have. And, and those people that I'm closest with, honestly, those are a lot of them are the kids I played football with. Um, that's, that's really what I remember most, of course, the parties and, and we had some good times and, um, you know, just, just, just kind of living it up that stereotypical Friday night lights type of thing. And, and uh, I was very, very blessed uh, to have some good teammates and very blessed to have some good coaches and, and uh, both, both of them have had, a, have had an impact on me. So um, that, that's probably what I remember most. No, I can relate a hundred percent. You know, I've got, you know, five friends from high school that we were longtime friends, even going back to junior high uh, that we played, you know, football, basketball, a couple on the track team too. But uh, one of them, I mean, probably uh, at least once and sometimes two and three times a week, we'll send a text about something we saw in sports center or a song yeah. we heard or something. So again, yeah. those relationships that come out of the sporting experience, just so, so great. Thanks for sharing that. Let's go and talk about um, that coaching career. You know, you, uh, you know, went up to Tallahassee, you were a knoll, uh, came back and, and got into coaching. Talk a little bit about those early years and, and how that led to your becoming an athletic director. So uh, I'm not going to lie to you. This is kind of a, it's kind of a long story. Okay. Uh, Cause it, I, I, you know, this is, I'm, I'm 36 years old, but I've been coaching for 19 years. Um, I, I, my senior year, of, of football, I dislocated my elbow uh, the week before the game, first game. I was slotted to start. We were running, a, you know, kind of a fling tee, double wing style offense. I was going to be one of the starting wings. I had kind of really worked my butt off to get to that spot. And uh, I broke, I, I dislocated my elbow. It was a major injury, catastrophic injury. They thought my season was over. I ended up missing, I think, about six or seven weeks. I rehabbed my butt off and got back on the field. But nevertheless, Though during that six to seven weeks, I had to coach up a sophomore into my position. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician. And that was, there's no way in heck I could be a pediatrician. You know, that's, that, that's what I had in my mind. Anyways, um, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought I did a good job. Coach Wilkinson, who was my coach at the time, thought I did a tremendous job as well. And he kind of talked me into hanging around and, and staying and, uh, and like I said, I started, I was actually the running backs coach my senior year in the spring. And, uh, I learned a lot under, under him, uh, Todd Wilson and Cliff Lowry were there as well to two other head coaches, uh, in this state at some time. And, and as you know, John Wilkinson is, is a hall of famer and, um, you know, that, that just kind of sparked it. And I, I worked at, at central while I finished my AA, uh, for about two years, I believe. And then when I went up to Tallahassee, I thought I wanted to be a college football coach. You know, I was like, hey, I really like this thing. I, I think I want to take it to the next level and, and, and try it at the college level. So I got on as a student assistant at Florida State, and I worked under John Lilly as a tight ends coach and recruiting coordinator. And um, actually also the GA I worked with was Chuck Canner, who is now the director of player personnel there now. So it's great to see Chuck doing well. It's great to see Chuck back and 
in, uh, in Tallahassee. But um, anyways, you know, that was something that I was really, really grateful for that opportunity. But I learned very quickly that the college world was not for me. Uh, just I have so much respect for those people. Uh, that's pretty much their life. And 24 um, seven. And that uh, I, when I when I'm out to Tallahassee, actually went up with with who is who's my wife now, uh, Jess. And, uh, you know, I just never saw her <laughs> the months. You know, I worked for I worked for Florida State for about four or five months and and I never saw her. And it just didn't work. It just didn't work. And 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 it was starting to affect my schooling as well. And I, it just it just it wasn't for me. But nevertheless, I really, really was thankful for that opportunity at that time, because had I had waited for that opportunity after I graduated, uh, I, I don't think I would be where I am today. And I don't think I would have had the success that I have today had I kind of gone if I if I had waited to go that route. So I was really thankful and obviously got some got to meet some really, really cool people uh, with Coach Lilly and, and Chuck Canner there. And um, that was great. And then I hopped on at, at Florida High and worked with some more tremendous people. As you know, being a Tallahassee guy, uh, you know, Mike Hickman, old man Hickman and uh, and uh, and Jared Hickman are, are two of the best in the state. And I had the pleasure uh, of working with them and under them. And I learned a lot uh, about football and I learned a lot about how to run a successful first class athletic program. And, you know, I really I was just blown away by my experience there. I was there for about two and a half years while I finished my degree and. I really, and I still talk to those guys today. Like I literally spoke to old man Hickman probably about three weeks ago uh, about the FACA all-star game. So th those are relationships I still have. I go see those guys. I actually sat down with them for about four hours last, last spring to learn about some of the wrinkles they've added and stuff. And so, yeah, it just, it just kind of kept snowballing from there. And uh, at the time I love, love, love Tallahassee. My wife loved Tallahassee. I would have loved to have stayed to be quite honest with you. But at that time, when I came out, I graduated in 2008. Uh, I also got married right after I graduated. And I needed to start paying bills. So uh, I needed a teaching job, you know. And at that time, I, I had a lot of coaching offers. I had an offer to stay at Florida High. I had an offer to go with Coach Wilkinson at Cocoa High School. And uh, unfortunately, there were, everyone was in a, a freezing, uh, excuse me, a hiring freeze. And no one was hiring. No one was hiring. I, I had a lot of coaching offers. And like, hey, we might be able to get you, but I can't guarantee it. I don't know when they're going to open it, if they're going to open it, et cetera, what the allocations are going to look like. So, again, I kind of got a little nervous, uh, had, to, had to pay bills. And um, there was an opportunity at my alma mater uh, at Central High School. And uh, I ended up jumping over there, and they hired me sight on scene. I had no idea what I was doing as a teacher. I, I knew what I was doing as a coach, but I wasn't sure what I was doing as a teacher. I actually went to school for sports management because that's what I was told was best to take if I wanted to be in the college world, you know? So uh, those AD seeds were already planted and I didn't even know it, you know? And um, so I worked for Central for a couple of years. And uh, in the middle of the second season, October, it was actually, I told you it was a long story. I'm sorry, but it all, no it all makes sense. Yeah, I'm a big believer. Everything happens for a reason. And you're going to, you're going to see why I believe that between the elbow and this next thing I'm about to tell you. Um, so October of the second year, I basically get told, hey, Cup, you're the low man on the totem pole. Even though you're doing a great job, you're the low man on the totem pole. If you still want a paycheck, you either need to go to an elementary school or to Springstead. 
And um, my time working at Florida High as a sub, I learned very quickly, I'm not an elementary school guy. So I said, I guess I'm going to Springstead. And you got to understand that when I, when I was in school, this is before Nature Coast really popped up, um, Springstead and, and Central was a big deal. Uh, it was a big rivalry. I, I hated Springstead. I wanted nothing to do with Springstead. Um, I, I'll withhold some things that I probably said and did <laughs> about Springstead, but I, I was not happy. I, I really, I was like, well, I'm doing this because I got to pay the bills. And um, I, I actually stayed coaching at Central that year, uh, that, that fall, and, co and, and taught at Springstead. So I'd leave. They made me stay to the very last minute of my contracted hours, and I'd drive over to Central and coach at Central. It was very awkward. Um, and then in the spring, I jumped on here. I jumped on at Springstead. Uh, I, was, I was a running backs coach at first and then became an all-line coach. And I was kind of Coach Veneta's um, number two guy, you know, and uh, I, I was up top as, as the PA goes off in the background. Um, and I was up top, kind of his eyes and ears, and really helped, helped uh, game plan and, and, uh, and help call plays in that time. And then when Coach Veneta resigned, uh, after a handful of years there, I, uh, Coach Garifano took over, and I, I became the, the full-time uh, OC. And uh, I was seeing had a really successful year. The first year, we're really blessed with some some tremendous talented athletes. I uh, went to the Elite Eight, played Armwood, got our butts whipped, but it was a great great ride, great experience. And um, nevertheless, uh, after a couple of years, two three years of being the OC, uh, Bob Lavaya, who's the longtime AD here, who I replaced, who's who's a Hall of Famer, uh, he he kind of approached me after the season. And, you know, he said he was going to be retiring and he thought real highly of me and he thought I'd do a great job and this, that, and the other. And I immediately was kind of, obviously I was, I was honored and humbled, but at the same time I was really overwhelmed. And I was like, no, I've never even, I've never even thought about doing this. Like, why would I do this? You know, I, this is not for me yet. That's too much. I just want to coach football, whatever, you know? And um, so things transpired towards the end of that season both personally and professionally. And I decided to step away from football and I just needed a break. We just had our second child and um, it was, it was just too much. It was too much for me. It was too much on my wife. And I just decided, you know what, I'm gonna step away from football and that time away from everything. It wasn't that long, but you know, a month or two a time away from everything. I kind of had a time to, to reassess, reevaluate, kind of look at some, some things and I went back to Bob and I said, is that offer still on the table? <laughs> and, um, and he said, yeah, absolutely. And I had the privilege and, and I was very, very lucky to, to work under him for about three or four months before he retired to kind of, you know, he kind of showed me some of the ropes and whatnot. And then I took over, I took over uh, April. So actually this April will be my start of my eighth year as the AD at Springstead high school. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm a big believer in things happen for a reason. I, you know, I was obviously as an athlete, I was, I was uh, heartbroken. That I dislocated my elbow I, as a, as a central bear, I was heartbroken. I'm getting tossed over to the rivals, but it, it all has been a blessing in disguise. And I am super, super happy and thrilled to be where I'm at uh, both in my career, but also just here at, at Springstead. I really, really love my family here. I love my coaches, uh, my admin, 
and um, and the student athletes that we have. We have great parents uh, for the most part, and um, no, it, it all has it all has worked out. Well, again, I just love hearing the stories. So, uh, you know, no worries. Thanks for sharing. I got one more question for you. How was that? What was going through your mind that very first time you went to Central uh, as a Springstead coach and now you're coaching against your old school? What was going through your head? Uh, it, it was uh, I wanted to win really, really bad because, one, I, I uh, personally, I didn't feel like they did enough to keep me. Um, and I, I'd also, uh, the one th part I left out, I was trying to shorten it up a little bit, but the, the head job opened up and I applied. Now I was extremely young. I was like 22, 23. I don't think I would have hired a 23 year old head football coach either, but I wanted that job. I felt like I deserved that job and I didn't get it. So I kind of felt slighted by central, you know, that was my home. I, I really cared for them and about them. And, um, when I, when I kind of got, you know, thrown to, to, by the wayside, I, uh, I really wanted to win bad, really bad. <laughs> and I shared that with the kids too. I said, Hey man, we, listen, we, you know, we got to take care of business. So, uh, and we did, and we did, uh, we have most of the time there too. I think we've only lost once to central since I've been at Springstead. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. I always love that, uh, you know, chip on your shoulder story Absolutely. for our listeners. Our guest today is G Dustin, uh, cup check certified athletic administrator and he's the athletic director at Springstead High School in Spring Hill, Florida. We're going to take our first break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive Indoor Scoring Tables and Video Boards. You've heard me say this before. We've got a Sideline Interactive score table in our gym, and it's just fantastic. We use it for games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies, it's tremendously versatile, and the customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, or you can email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. Create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to Hometown Ticketing, and they'll show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like your school dances, school plays and concerts, even graduation. That's hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. You know, Jake, I've really, uh, we actually use hometown and I, I got to say, I've been really, really impressed with them. The flexibility you can, you can, we do we use it for camps. We use it for dances, obviously all of our games, the season passes um, and the customer service. Uh, has really been great. It was a little hectic during COVID because I think they were getting slammed. And then once that died down, the customer service has been second to none. Uh, I really, really would recommend Hometown. I really, really like it. Boy, th thanks for that shout out. I know they appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's your uh, Hometown uh, service manager? Uh, who uh, helps you out? See, this is not fair because it used to be Marley. I, I and Marley was our girl, and then they just changed like a couple weeks ago, and I, and the name was escaping me now. I feel bad. She's awesome too, but Marley was really, really great. 
uh, for our whole county, really our whole conference. She got our whole conference on board um, during COVID and, and that really, really helped us during that time to be able just to function, you know, uh, we were all on the same page and, and, and the message was consistent across all schools and everything. So uh, it was great. She was great. I'm sorry, whoever our, our, our customer service rep is now, but uh, I'll get to know her soon. I'm sure. But, but that's great from hometown. I mean, they, they made a change and they got in touch with you. Okay. So at least, oh, yes. you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, no, just, I, I have her cell number right now. All right. Well, hey, let's go and jump back in. Uh, for our listeners, our guest today is Dustin Cupcheck, Coach Cup. He's a certified athletic administrator, and he's the athletic director at Springstead High School in Spring Hill, Florida. Uh, Dustin, we always like to let our guests have a chance to give a shout out to some of the mentors that they've had. Uh, as you know, none of us get to where we're at on our own. You mentioned a couple, but it's okay to mention them again. Who are some of the people that have helped you along the way? There's a lot, man. Um, I feel like I could have a whole podcast just on the people that have, have helped me get to where I am today and continue to help me and support me. But, you know, first and foremost, my mom and dad, uh, I feel like I'm really, really blessed to have an amazing, amazing set of parents. Um, and they have always been super supportive, um, always encouraging, always there for me, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, you know, my dad was my first coach. I, I should have, I should have seen the coachings earlier. Like I should have realized that's what I wanted to do earlier. I remember helping my dad coach my sisters, even like in, in, in softball and stuff like that and soccer. And, and, and I was like his little assistant. And I, I don't know why I didn't realize I, I loved coaching so much uh, until much later, you know, in life. But, um, but nevertheless, you know, my mom and dad are tremendous. They still, you know, tremendously supportive right now. Uh, they actually own a, a, a printing and marketing business. So as an AD, you always need signs. You always need banners, you, you know, and they're, they're the first, business cards, pamphlets, you know, that type of stuff. And, and they're always there to support and help. And, um, you know, I'm, I, like I said, I, I can't tell you enough how blessed I am to have the parents I have and, and the family that I have um, just, just always there for me um, no matter what, no matter when. Uh, as far as, you know, professionally goes, uh, you know, Steve Crognally was my, was my high school football coach, uh, my, uh, freshman and sophomore year, he ended up stepping down and, uh, pursuing administration. Well, then he was my admin. <laughs> and then, uh, when I ended up at Springstead, he was my admin at Springstead. And then now, uh, he's the County athletic director. So, uh, he's kind of always been, uh, around and, and always been a, uh, a leader, always been a mentor and just, a, a voice of reason. I have always liked the way he handled, uh, discipline and, and just, um, just the way he carried himself, you know, just the professional that he is. Uh, and then moving forward, uh, the guy that took over for, for him was John Wilkinson. And as you know, he's, he, like I mentioned, a hall of famer, um, his first head job was at central high school, believe it or not. And, um, you know, before he won all those state titles, but uh, he was a tremendous coach, really, really a tremendous coach. And I learned a lot from him, uh, you know, about coaching, about discipline, about structure, but also just you know, football in general, obviously about life. Uh, and then his staff was unbelievable. I mean, he had Lance Jenkins, Cliff Flowery, Todd Wilson. I mean, these are ADs and coaches around the state. And I remember Ty Wilson was the one that taught me how to draw up defenses 
there's no reason, you know, I, he don't know me, you know, and he would, he would keep me after practice as a young coach, 18, 19 year old coach. And they hey, draw me up a four, three, draw me up a three. three. And he's the one that kind of walked me through that. Um, so those guys, and, and I'm still in contact with, 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 with them on the day, like coach Wilkinson actually texted me in the middle of this interview. <laughs> um, and then as I, as I matriculated to, to Tallahassee, Mike and Jared Hickman, uh, I really learned a lot from them. Um, a, lot, a lot of football. I learned a lot uh, about just, like I said, running a first class top notch athletic program, what that looks like. Not that central wasn't, but it, it's another level up there. So it's, it's just, it's, it's a little different feel. And I wanted to bring that here when I took over um, as AD. And then um, when I came to, to Springstead, begrudgingly at first, right. But when I came to Springstead, once, once they learned that I was, you know, I was a good dude and I was loyal and a hard worker and everything. Um, you know, Coach Bill Veneta, who, who in my opinion, should end up a Hall of Famer. I don't know, I don't know if he will, but but he should. Um, he has the most wins in Orlando County history, at least. And uh, a tremendous mentor of mine taught me a lot about. I, I feel like I, at each stop, I just learned so much. You know, I learned so much uh, about, but the game of football and the game of life, both when I was a student athlete and when I was a coach. Yeah, really, really lucky to work with some amazing people. And Bill Veneta was one of them. And and uh, I actually worked under him uh, as well as Coach Garifano, uh, who took over for Coach Veneta. And then I worked – I've then become their boss, you know, essentially. So it was definitely a weird dynamic uh, later on in my career. But nevertheless, I still – even though I'm technically their quote-unquote boss, I mean, I – you know, I look at them as equals and – and, and they've taught me so much and, and, and still continue to teach me um, as we go throughout our days here. And then, of course, you got Bob Levaya, as I mentioned. Uh, Bob Levaya is in the National High School Wrestling Hall of Fame. He is one of the best wrestling coaches in the state of, of Florida ever. Um, he spent a lot of time here at Springstead. I want to say it was over 30 years and won a lot of wrestling matches, but also changed the landscape of Fernando County athletics. I don't think a lot of people realize what he brought to Hernando County and um, he saw what was missing. He saw what was lacking uh, and, and really, you know, sometimes ruffled some feathers, but it's because he felt like he needed to ruffle some feathers because he needed action, you know, and I was really grateful to learn under him as a coach. And then, like I said, even that, that short time, that four months before he retired to learn under him as an AD. And then, um, you know, he actually took me to my first FIAAA conference, which I know we're going to get to here in a little bit. But, you know, he stressed to me the importance of that and and the networking and and the uh, camaraderie, but also the education and and challenging yourself as well. And, you know, last and certainly not least, and I don't know if you want to call her a mentor, uh, but my wife is is tremendous. She's had a – I can't put into words the impact that she has on me, um, I'm gonna get emotional. Uh, I love that lady. Uh, she's, she's, um, you know, she, we started going out the second semester of my senior year. So she's literally been with me my entire coaching and AD journey. And, um, you know, she's the mother of my two children and, you know, she's a, uh, she's a K through eight administrator herself. Uh, so, so just, she's such a hard worker and sacrifice the amount of sacrifice that she's done or she's, you know, she's had to give, I should say, uh, over my coaching career and AD career, 
is 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 just remarkable and um you know i just she's a you know she's first person in her family to to go to college and, and graduate college and and she and on top of that she got her master's degree so she and did it all you know every dime of it was hers she put herself through college and 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 um you know just she's just a remarkable woman and uh, i'm very very blessed to have her as my wife and and the mother of my children and and i honestly you know, I really, I'm really not sure how I, you know, where I would be if, if I didn't have her throughout my journey. Uh, Cause like I said, she really has been there from the beginning and she's had a major impact um, on, on me, you know, obviously personally, but, but professionally as well. And it's really, really nice to go home and talk to someone about education that actually knows about education. And it's dealing with some of the same issues that I'm dealing with, you know, obviously in a little different realm, different variables and whatnot, but, you know, she can understand and she can give me perspective. And sometimes I don't want to hear that perspective, but most of the time she's right. But, um, you know, she's, she's really just a, an amazing person. And, um, you know, like I said, I don't know if I call her a mentor, if you will, but I, I would be, I would be, I would be mistaken if I did not mention her. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, regular listeners, they hear me say this frequently, but it's true. I just love to hear the stories and the mentors. And boy, you covered uh, a, a lot of ground, which is just great. Your parents, you know, the people that you coached uh, under and end up coaching with. And now, as you said, you know, you're their boss. Uh, and then, of course, you know, uh, the impact that your wife has had, you know, great, great stuff. Thanks so much for sharing that. That was a, that was a deep dive, but it was very, very cool. For our listeners, our guest today is Dustin Kupchak. He's a certified athletic administrator. He's the athletic director at Springstead High School in Spring Hill, uh, Spring Hill, Florida. We're going to take another quick break, but we're going to be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all of the sports for every record, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's also a great way to display your school's Hall of Fame. Um, all their models come with a web link that allows people to enjoy the content from anywhere. And if you go to vitalsignswalloffame.com, their staff is going to get you set up. Um, let them help you uh, recognize the athletic achievements of your students, of your teams, both past and present, and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to the good folks at Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. Snap Store allows you to order custom gear for everybody in your program snap manage they'll show you how to set up an entire website for your athletic department snap connect is their secure multilingual family engagement platform and of course of course snap raise is their fundraising platform we've used it with great success our parents loved it our coaches loved it and it works uh they've helped schools just like yours raise over 700 million dollars and they even have an option where they will give you your money before you actually do your fundraiser. Does anybody else offer that? I don't think so. You can find it all 
at snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Dustin, we mentioned that you're a certified athletic administrator. That doesn't happen by accident. Uh, share with our listeners, uh, many of whom are younger ADs just starting their journey uh, with both the state and the national organization. How did you first get involved with FIAAA and then talk a little bit about your NIAAA experience? Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned, you know, Coach Levia was still was still on campus and he said, listen, you, you have to go to this conference like you can't miss this thing. Uh, if you're going to be the AD, you need to go to this. Uh, there's so many advantages to going to this conference. So, of course, you know, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, I'm going. And he went – that was his last time going. And he went with me and just kind of introduced me to some people and kind of showed me some ropes and said, hey, this you need to go to this, don't go to that, whatever, whatever, you know. And um, I'm not going to lie, the first time you go to some of those courses and some of those classes, especially some of the law ones and whatnot, and your eyes get, you know, big as saucers. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness, what am I getting myself into? But that being said, you know, I I've, I've gone ever since I've gone ever since. And I haven't missed a single one. I think obviously except for the COVID year. And um, every time I go one, I have a good time because let's be honest, you know, there's, there's plenty of conferences and PDs and, all the other stuff that we have to do with education and coaching and stuff that they're not an enjoyable experience. So first and foremost, every time I go, I have a good time, but more importantly, I always, always, always bring something back that I'm going to put into practice almost immediately or maybe the next school year. And I'm, you know, prepping it over the summer type of thing. So it, it really, I got, <laughs> I would not know what the heck I was doing if I did not go to those conferences. I really wouldn't. I, it, there's, there's really not a lot of training in our county for ADs, which is something I'm trying to change now, uh, actually. But there's, there's not a whole lot of there's, there's not an instruction manual, or you know. So it's going to these conferences and taking these LTI courses have really opened my eyes. And really made our pro made me a better AD, which in turn has made our program stronger, our program safer, and our program more innovative. So uh, I say innovative. I'm really just stealing other people's ideas, but you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's it, it's a must, it, and I, I tell that to all my fellow ADs in, in our county and in our in our FI AAA district. And it's it's just to me, it's paramount. To me, if you're if you're going to be an AD, you got to go to these things. They're 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 really really um, they're really, really worth your while. Yeah. You mentioned, um, your district, your FI AAA district, you're the district director for, I think it's district five. Um, Correct. Just, this uh, is my first year. Okay. Share a little bit with our listeners. And again, I think most States are, are, are similar, but in Florida, talk a little bit about how you became a district director and kind of some of the things that you do, you, you talked about promoting professional development, but you know, what does a district director do? So, um, so Ron Allen was uh, the district five director for a while. And then uh, he moved to Kansas. Uh, and I think he stepped away a couple of years prior, but then he, you know, and he nevertheless, um, he moved to Kansas. And then Mark Lee, uh, who was the athletic director at Hernando at the time, um, he, he took over that slot, I believe, you know, Ron approached him about it and, and he filled in and, 
And now Mark has stepped away as well. He's actually got a great opportunity with the XFL um, and is working with the team out in St. Louis. And he recommended me for the spot. It wasn't something I was necessarily, I didn't really know too much about it. So it was, you know, I, I guess I, I couldn't have sought it because I wasn't aware of it, you know, and he brought it to my attention. I wasn't, wasn't too sure about it because I, you know, as, as an AD, there's so much on my plate already, obviously, and a wife and two kids at home, a lot on my plate. So uh, I thought long and hard about it, got some more information about it um, from uh, coach Childs up there. And I decided to go ahead and jump in and, and uh, I've been to one meeting so far. There's another one coming up, I believe, in two weeks on the 20th, I think it is. And uh, so, you know, right now what I'm doing primarily is making sure to communicate to all the ADs, high school and middle school, private, public, no matter, charter, whatever, and um, making sure they know about all the different awards and scholarships that the FIAAA offers, and there's a bunch of them, and, um, and making sure that they're aware of them, making sure we, you know, there's some really, really top-notch athletes, some top-notch coaches and ADs in our area. And I want to make sure they get recognized. I want to make sure they get the love that they deserve for the hard work they're putting in. And um, so making sure they're aware of those and, and we get nominations up for that. Also, obviously trying to strum up membership and, and really, you know, I say that it sounds bad, but really, I just want you to go to the conference. I mean, like, I, I feel like you go to the conference one time, you're going to be like, oh, that's what you were talking about, Cup. I get it now, you know. I got one AD last year, uh, the Wikiwachi AD. He's a younger AD. Um, I'm on maybe three or four years in tops. And he hadn't been because he's a baseball coach. So it always kind of conflicts uh, with timing-wise, which I understand and respect. But I finally got him to come last year. And he was like, oh, now I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, opened his eyes a little bit as well. So that's part of it. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to the meetings and, and actually meeting as a board and, and different committees and whatnot, we're just doing – different things uh, to help improve the FIAAA, to help improve communication, um, to help uh, plan and prepare and coordinate and execute the, the state conference. And, um, you know, trying to find new and innovative ways just to make the FIAAA bigger and better. I mean, great commercial. Uh, I think I may have to use that as a soundbite for one of my uh, headliners for the podcast. Great, great stuff. Dustin, if one of our listeners, whether they're in Florida or not, but if they want to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, maybe find out how you do things there at Spring Hill, we're going to get into your best practices here in just a minute. But what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Uh, I would say email. Honestly, email is probably the best just because I'm never in my office. Uh, my office phone is almost worthless. So uh, I would be email. Uh, my last name is Kupchak, K-U-P-C-I-K underscore D as in dog. And it's kind of long ending here at hcsb.k12.fl.us. Yeah, I'm, I'm all ears. Uh, I'm all about about helping out and and um, and and doing what I can to 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 make you and your program better. We got a lot of a lot of new ads recently in our county, both middle school and high school. And my phone's been buzzing quite a bit. Now I'm kind of one of the veterans. I think I'm in, other than Coach Sorrentino at Central. I think I'm the the longest tenure. So um, I'm definitely my phone and email have been blowing up a bit. Well, again, we'll give out that email again at the end of the podcast. And for you NIAAA members, Dustin's information is also in the NIAAA portal, so you can look it up there. But uh, Let's take another quick break. Uh, we're going to be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast.
We'd like to thank Gipper for their support of the podcast. Go to Gipper.com. See how athletic directors and coaches are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. These days, it's about marketing and promoting your teams, your coaches, your kids, and your program. And Gipper will help you create custom-branded content for your program's social media channels. That's Gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school, and our coaches just loved the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle's got the tools to help your teams, your coaches, and your kids play better, and Huddle's going to provide you with a professional-grade solution to the challenges you face every day. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. I, I tell you that Gipper is really, really a cool program, man. I, my, uh, you heard me say my parents own a printing and marketing company. And uh, I think, you know, my mom's my mom being a professional graphic artist, I kind of just have it in my blood, and uh, that is a fun little program, super easy. You do not have to be tech savvy at all, and you get some really, really polished, professional looking stuff that I feel like it really kind of sets us apart uh, from other schools in the area, just because we just we look like a college almost with some of the you know some of the graphics that we utilize to help market our students and, and our programs. Really, really. And the other thing that's really cool about Gipper, I'm running a commercial for them now, but they are really, they listen to you, man. I, there are very few companies that actually listen to you and fix it or add it or delete it. Like there was something, I don't remember what it was exactly, but, uh, oh, it was tabbing it over with like the arrow key. I said, can't we just, I, I hate having to mess around and with the mouse and try to get it just right. Can I just tab it over? Why can't I just tab it over? within three weeks that I could tab it over. I was like, that's amazing. Thank you. You know, so it's cool that they listen to the customer. Yeah. And I, I've found the same thing to be true uh, with the, the little bit of uses that I use Gipper for. Uh, it's fantastic, but I, I've talked to ADs just like you uh, that, that rave about it for, you know, the things it's allowed them to do to help promote their program. Speaking of programs, um, we always like to share best practices. I think it's why we're on. Uh, so I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that you've done at Spring Hill, maybe initiatives that you created or things that you've kept going that you are particularly proud of that you would uh, call best practices? Good question, man. Um, you know, one of the things that we actually have one tonight, uh, one of the things that I really take pride in and one of the things I really feel has opened us up to the community and to the parents and just build a better relationship is we, we have a, a mandatory parent meeting for each season so fall winter spring and if your child is going to be participating in it or trying out in any of those sports uh, for that particular season you need to come to that event and it is just our opportunity to to reach out, to reach out a hand, to put a face to a name, to make sure you actually know 
what paperwork is needed, where you're going, what the expectations are of a student athlete at Springstead, of a fan or a parent of a student athlete at Springstead, some of the county and state requirements, just different things like that, some of the boring stuff, but important stuff none, nevertheless. And that way everyone is on the same page. And when they get a phone call or an email from Coach Cup, they know who Coach Cup is and what Coach Cup is all about. It's not just some mythical person that has AD attached to their name, you know? So I really, really enjoy those. And I really feel like they've made a difference in our athletic program, being able to do that. So that's something that I, I'm really proud of. And, and, and I, we continue to evolve and grow and make it better um, as, as the years have gone. Uh, something else that I think is really cool, it, it seems kind of silly and, and menial, but we, our coaches cover each other's gates. Uh, we don't pay gate workers. We, uh, we all cover each other's gates. Everyone has to, it's kind of voluntold, if you will, to cover three gates. And, and um, it seems kind of like, what, what's the big deal about that, Cup? You know, but we have each other's backs. You know, the, the, the coaches are here for each other. And that's just a small piece of it. And uh, I think if you were to talk to any of my coaches, they would tell you that it's, it's a, it's a family-like atmosphere here. Uh, we enjoy being around each other, even if it's not our program. And, uh, you know, we don't mind sharing athletes and we don't mind sharing secrets and tips and, and we're here to support each other. And, and I really think, you know, I hear some horror stories from other ADs and other coaches about how they divvy up, you know, those different responsibilities and, and how they struggle to share athletes and all this type of stuff. And, I don't know. I, I just feel like we we have each other's back and it's, it's kind of a very, you know, easy thing to say. But like I said, I, I would think if you talk to any of my coaches, they would say the same thing. And um, that's a big deal to me. And. You know, the other thing that I, I think has been uh, really, really powerful has just been our you know, our website and our social media platforms. Uh, I know everyone's kind of got them and, and, but are you using them correctly? Are you doing it the right way? Are you making it look sharp? Are you doing it in a timely fashion uh, or enough? Uh, because I'm going to tell you right now, I can't tell you how many coaches I've interviewed have commented on that. Um, and one of my questions is why are you here? Why are you interested in Springstead? Why did you click apply? Right. And they say, well, you know, I went on your social media. I went on your website. You can tell you care. You can tell it's sharp and professional. You can tell you keep it up to date. Um, you know, you have a good following, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I, I think it makes you, I think it makes the program uh, look sharp, obviously. I think it's a way to communicate with, with the masses, with your, with your students, with your athletes, with your fans, with your parents, with, you know, community members and business partners. And, um, it's, it's kind of the, the digital front porch or the digital front page of your athletic program. And I really, that was something that was lacking when I first took over. We did, we had no social media whatsoever. We, we did not have an athletic website uh, and communication was an issue. And um, that was something that we brought on early and have, have, you know, I wouldn't say perfected, but you know, that we have, um, gotten better and better at as the, as the years have gone on. So 
those are some things I would say. There's some other cool things, small things that we do, like Athlete of the Month, which has become kind of a big deal. We do a male and female Athlete of the Month, and we do a big, you know, snippet on the website and pictures. They get they get a Glory Days gift card, and um, you know, they get they, they uh, vote on it on the website and everything. And it's a big deal. The kids get excited. People are always asking me about it, and we got thousands of votes on these things, and um, you know, they like that and. Something that I wanted to share, and I wanted to shout her out before I got off of this because she's tremendous. Uh, our, our cheer coach, Shannon Herod, she does a lot of things really well. But one thing she started doing this year that was really, really cool was not my idea, so I don't want to take credit for it, but I would call it a best practice because the impact that it's had has been tremendous. Um, she basically split up her cheer squad. She does sideline cheer and comp cheer. She split up her cheer squad into different um, subgroups, if you will, different teams, sub teams, and they're assigned to different events and games throughout the year. Everyone goes to football games. All, everyone knows cheerleaders go to football games. A lot of cheerleaders go to basketball games. We're not talking about that. We had a, a cheer team show up at a swim meet. We had a cheer team show up at a cross country meet. We had a cheer team at a soccer game. We had a cheer team at open house, you know, and she has just really driven into the girls' heads. Like you're not just showing up on Friday nights, you know, you you're here to increase the school spirit, to increase the school recognition. You're here to build camaraderie and togetherness and support. And um, yes, you get some weird, weird looks, you know, you show up on the pool deck or you show up at a soccer game. Sometimes those, sometimes those are awful quiet. And uh, you get some, you get some uh, sideways glares, but it really has had a tremendous impact, and it's it's just really cool. And she she's full of great ideas. She, she does a great job. She she's definitely one of our best coaches, probably one of the best coaches in the area across all sports, in my opinion. But uh, that's something that was new this year that I thought was really really cool, and I hope she continues to do. No, I can echo that. Um, you know, if you have a good cheer coach, I mean, that can really be a, a shot in the arm for your entire athletic program. And, and such a great idea to bring recognition uh, and appreciation to uh, yep. some of those other sports. Uh, right. I also used the uh, seasonal parent meetings, which uh, everything you said is, is true. Uh, it it just raises that level of professionalism and, and I think a feeling of service to those the parents of those kids Agreed. and uh, I love your idea about having the coaches the head coaches help uh, you know manage the gate or manage the gate for the other teams uh, just up and all hands on deck we've got your back philosophy uh, great great stuff um, you know listeners you got a great resource here so we'll give out his email address one more time before the end of the podcast but uh, we're visiting today with Dustin Cupcheck, Coach Cup. Uh, he's from Spring Hill High School, and that's in Springstead, Florida. Let's take another quick break, but we'll be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in forms and registration, but they are so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They've got reminders for parents about policies about physicals and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house final forms can help your coaches with things like attendance and communication with their teams and for athletic directors 
Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake and get started with Final Forms. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Um, Dustin, one of the questions that we've recently started asking our ADs, and I really like it. I stole it from another podcast. Um, you know, you've been doing this now for a while, uh, you know, coaching since you were 19. Um, what are some things that you have learned from the student athletes in your time as a coach or as an athletic director? Uh, anything you can share? I like that question, man. Uh, a lot. <laughs> I feel like I learned something new every day from these jokers. But uh, no, it's first and foremost, I would say, you know, I would basically say that it's not a one size fits all type of thing, right? Coaching and, and just athletics in general is not a one size fit all type of thing. And as, as much as you want to treat everyone the same, uh, you can't. Uh, there's so many different variables. There's so many different nuances and so many different circumstances, especially in this day and age, that are involved in a student athlete's life, both on campus and off campus. And, you know, fair isn't always equal. Fair isn't always equal. And sometimes that's hard to see. And sometimes, um, you know, Sometimes it takes some time to learn what is best for that child, what is best for that student athlete. I definitely know there's been times in my career where I've had to, I, I remember one kid specifically, it was a, it was a defensive lineman that needed that, that we needed to play offensive line basically. And I could not get through to this kid, no matter what approach I tried. And I just flat out asked him, I said, how do you want to be coached? What is going to make, what is going to motivate you? What is going to get you to where you need to be? Because I was at a loss, you know, and I feel like the art of, and as I've learned this from kids is that I feel like the art of part of the art of coaching is learning what, um, what buttons to press with which kids, because you can, you can yell and scream and holler at some kids and that's going to get them motivated and that's going to get their ears to perk up and, and they're going to, they're going to do what you need them to do. You do that to some kids and they're going to curl up in a ball and shut down. And it's your job as a coach to learn your roster and to learn your student athletes. And not that you're going to completely overhaul who you are as a coach and, and change everything you do, you know, but you have to learn how to reach your student athletes and motivate them best. And, and that's going to change from year to year that, you know, the, your roster changes from year to year and, um, the dynamic changes from year to year. So, you know, I think that's that's one thing for sure that I've learned. Um, I've also learned that kids, whether they say it or not, they crave uh, structure uh, and they need it. They, 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 they thrive in it, actually, uh, for the most part. And it kills me when you hear these some of these kids, oh, I'm going to take this year off, or I'm going to take this season off to focus on this or focus on that 90% of the time it goes the opposite direction because there's no more accountability. There's no more structure. 
There's no more people counting on them as a coach or a, or a teammate. And they're just, it's a free for all now, you know? And uh, I, I really think that that's something that, that that's, that's underrated. I think structure and accountability is underrated. I really think, I really think they need it and they crave it, even though they say they don't, but, but they do. Um, I've also learned, this was a tough lesson. I've learned this a couple years into coaching that, that you can't save them all. Uh, you can't save them all. It, you, you want to, you want to see every kid excel and, and succeed and, and be at their very best. But as a coach and as an athletic director, at some point when when they are when they are being uh, insubordinate and and they are bringing the others down, they're bringing teammates down, they're bringing the program down time after time after time. Sometimes you have to cut cut your losses there, and it sucks. It hurts because you want that kid to succeed, but ultimately, if they're not gonna do what they need to do and meet your expectations and their teammates' expectations, then why are they around? You know, why are they there? And because um, they're representing their teammates, they're representing you and they're representing their school. And if they're not going to do that in a good light, then, then you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to cut ties. And, and that's, that's one of the worst. I hate doing that. I hate doing it as a coach. I hate doing it as an AD. And, uh, but sometimes it's necessary. And that's a that's a lesson that I, I find myself, you know, talking to other coaches because they'll just they'll they'll move mountains and and excuse this and do and it's just like guys at some point in time they have to they have to buy in they have to listen they have to they have to meet the expectations and if they're not then you know unfortunately we have to cut ties with them and it's unfortunate it really is unfortunate and obviously that's a last ditch thing we do but. Um, you know, you can't save them all. And then, you know, the last thing I would say is that we got to make it fun. We got to make it fun. You know, it's, it's something for the kids, but also for us. I think sometimes the adults ruin it. I think sometimes the adults take it too seriously and, and they burn kids out. And, and sometimes kids are, uh, are afraid to speak up. Sometimes they're not very good at self-advocating, you know? And I, I think if, if it's not fun, it is a game. Ultimately, it's a game. We're talking about sports here. You know, we're talking about sports and it's a game. It should be fun. Is it going to be hard? Are there going to be tough times? Is there going to be adversity? Absolutely. Which again, which is what makes sports great. But there needs to be some fun mixed in. There needs to be some positivity mixed in there. And I think that's a really, really important factor. And that's something that definitely from a coaching perspective uh, has that, that has shifted a bit as I've gotten older that, you know what, I need to make sure I'm sprinkling in some more positive. I need to make sure I, I've got the fun in there as well. And uh, it's not always grind, 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 grind. Um, one of the th small example, small example, when we have our split squad game, in the spring, okay, we do red and white game. We allow the kids to do touchdown celebrations and sack celebrations just for that one night. Because why not? It's fun. They see it all the time on Sundays and Monday nights. Let, let, let them have a little fun. Um, there's been some really creative stuff. <laughs> but uh, we tell the officials, hey, just let it slide tonight. You know, let it slide tonight. Let them get, let them get it out of their system type of thing. 
but that's just something small and silly, but, but the kids look, you know, they look for it and look, look forward to it and, and enjoy it. And it just helps keep it light and, and bring some of that fun and positivity to it. Well, you, you covered, uh, I think all ends of the spectrum on that, but yeah, it's all very cool stuff. Uh, you know, the, the, the celebrations and making it fun and you hit on a very cool point, fun for the kids, but also fun for us. You know, yes. again, you know, you, you gotta enjoy what you're doing. Um, the, the tough um, factor of, uh, you know, helping kids understand that, hey, it's it's a team and you're choosing to be a part of a team or yep. you're choosing not to be by your behavior uh, and, and helping them. Yes. But, uh, um, you know, it, it is about the team. And again, the, the story you talked about learning how to coach kids, uh, I had the exact same experience as a football coach. We had a quarterback, great kid. Uh, I coached him uh, like I was coached. I mean, I was in his face. I was, you know, yeah, and he thrived on that. He loved it. And right. he graduated, went off to college. And the kid that took his place was probably a better athlete. Um, and the first time I tried to coach him like that in summer, he just wilted. Uh, and it took me a couple of weeks to figure out uh, I've got right. to coach him calmer and this is what I want you to do. And it was tough, but it, it helped him. And uh, it made me a better coach too. Great stuff. I, I feel like there's some kids that if you don't get in their face, they don't think you're serious, you know? So it's like, you gotta, you gotta juggle it. You gotta find that balance. You gotta figure out what works best for that, for that individual athlete, you know? So it's a challenge. It's part of the challenge. Yeah. It, it's, it's, you know, good coaches figure it out. Uh, and you know, it, it's sometimes it's tough on the coach, but Dustin, this has been so cool uh, getting to know you, spending some time with you, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always finish up with the Athletic Director Toolbox. So we're going to take our final break here from Athletic Surveys, who sponsor this segment. And when we come back, we're going to find out what Coach Cup, Dustin Cupcheck, is going to put in his new Athletic Director Toolbox. We'll be right back. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. At my school, we use surveys for just about everything, for teachers, for coaches, for parents, and for our student-athletes. And the information that comes back um, it'll be the same for you. It's almost always positive, and it helps offset that uh, uh, squeaky wheel kid or squeaky wheel parent that you typically hear from that really only comprise about 2% of your total group. Um, athletic Surveys by Lifetrack uh, allows that 98% to share how they feel about your program, and that becomes a tremendously valuable tool. If you've never used a survey to Take the pulse of your parents or especially your student athletes. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys to get started. Uh, athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting with Dustin Kupchak from Spring Hill High School in Florida. Um, Springstead High School. Springstead High School. Springstead High School. Springstead <laughs> High School uh, in Spring Hill. Um, 
Dustin, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics, but right now um, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new AD on the very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Dustin Kupchak's athletic director toolbox? I'm going to give you three and a bonus, but the bonus will be real quick. So the first one I would say is timely, open and honest communication with all stakeholders. Uh, whatever that looks like to you, uh, for us, you know, we have our parent meetings, as I mentioned, we're huge on social media with the, and, and the website, we have robo calls, we have robo texts, um, you know, all of our coaches have some type of um, communicating platform or mind or, or band or, or whatever team snap, whatever the heck they want to use. But just, I know as a coach, it was extremely frustrating kind of when I got, when I got caught unaware of something or, or I got caught, I got told late. So now I'm in a panic that I got to get this roster in, or I got to get this check in or I got to get whatever. So it's really, really important for me also as a parent, I, I told you I got two boys, Cooper and Parker, 11 year old, seven year old, as a, I'm a parent now, a co you know, of, of an athlete. And when I don't know something, it's irritating. I get frustrated. I'm lost. I may show up late. I may go to the wrong field. I don't, you know, so I, it's really, really important that you're communicating with all your stakeholders, uh, fans, community, parents, uh, teachers on campus, student athletes, et cetera, you know? So whatever that looks like to you in your community and your, on your campus, make sure that communication piece is there. I can't survive without my cell phone. I'm giving you another bonus one there, but like my entire job is on my cell phone. So obviously you got to have that smartphone for that communication piece. Um, the second thing I would say is to be a servant leader. I know I'm not the first person to say that, but I really, really think that's extremely important. I think you have to be willing to do any and everything, do the grunt work, and uh, that makes a, a large impact on your stakeholders. Everyone I just mentioned, the community, the parents, the fans, the student athletes, the teachers and admin on campus, the parents, uh, your coaches. When, when your coach sees you mopping the floor or picking up trash or pulling weeds or, or, or painting a, a shed or something, uh, you know, I feel like that, that just makes a, a greater impact and it becomes contagious. Other people realize, well, well, if he's picking up trash, I probably should be picking up trash. Or, you know, oh, clearly he cares about our facilities or he cares about this or he cares about that. I need to care about that. And um, he takes pride in this. I should probably take pride in that. And I, I think that's, that's a big deal. I think that's a big deal. And there's times to delegate and there's, there's times to, to, you know, just – to move things and shove things on other people. Don't get me wrong, but ultimately you need to be that servant leader leader and, uh, and be there for your coaches and for your student athletes and for your community. And then the last one is to me, something that's really, really impactful. And I got it from my wife. Uh, and that is writing thank you notes. I think that is something that, uh, it means a lot to people because it shows uh, as busy as we are as ADs, because we are super duper busy, like pulling my hair out busy that you, you spent, you know, three, four five minutes to pull that out, actually write physically with a pen and, and say, you know, three, four sentences and sign your name. And uh, my, my parents made me a little, 
uh, you know, thank you notes, of course, uh, brings the athletics on them and everything. And um, I, I think they're just super impactful because people know that you appreciate them. You know, you appreciate the work that they do, the extra effort they gave, whatever it may be. I, I think the power of thank you, even just saying thank you, though, obviously you want to go the extra mile writing it. But I just remember working, uh, my first job was at Walgreens. And there was one manager that always said thank you. And there was another manager that never said thank you. And I would do anything for that other manager because he always said thank you. He didn't give me a raise. He didn't give me better hours. No, he just said thank you when I completed a task or went above and beyond. The other guy was just expected, didn't, you know, just whatever, you're a 16-year-old kid. So I always remember that. And um, I want people to know that I appreciate the efforts and their work. Um, I've, I've, I've even had a grown man in tears one time, gave him a thank you note. So um, it, it, it can be pretty powerful. And the bonus one, I've already said it, FI Triple, go to the FI Triple A conference. Like there's your toolbox right there. Uh, there's, there's, I, I truly, I know I already said it, but I can't tell you, I would not know what I was doing as an AD if I didn't go to those courses, if I didn't go to those conferences. They've really, really helped me, uh, help mold me and help educate me and, um, and kind of give me that, that knowledge base that I just flat out didn't have. I flat out didn't have, and, and I didn't really, because coach had retired, coach Levi had retired. I mean, yes, I called him like once a week, <laughs> the first six to eight months I was working. But there was just a lot of things that I didn't know. There were some things that we weren't doing that we should have been doing. And, you know, that, that conference is, 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 is where it's at. If you're a first-time AD, a young, you know, a couple of years in AD, you got to go to that conference. You're going to get so much information and something you can take back, something you can take back and improve yourself and improve your athletic program. Boy, all those tools are fantastic. And again, the the thank you notes, you know, I, I can hold up, you know, my own little uh, stationery. Uh, I would do that with my coaches or parents or, or kids. Uh, you know, I'd mail a, a thank you note to, uh, to a kid and, uh, you know, maybe a week later, uh, the parent would run into me at traffic pickup or something and, and just say, you know, gosh, thank you so much for, you know, sending that note to my kid. It, it meant a lot, you know, the kid, you know, seldom says that anything because they're embarrassed right. you know gosh the ad wrote me a thank you letter no such a powerful but yet such an easy thing to do yes. uh dustin thanks so much for sharing with us today one more time if one of our listeners wants to reach reach out and pick your brain uh what's the best way they can get hold of you uh email email is definitely the best way i check it too much <laughs> uh it's my last name which is k u p as in pineapple C-I-K underscore D as in dog at H-C-S-B as in boy dot K-12 dot F-L dot U-S. And again, for our NIAAA members, that information's on the NIAAA portal. Dustin, thanks again for sharing with us. All the best in the coming um, 23, 2023 uh, seasons. And, um, you know, let's, uh, let's continue to stay in touch. Um, you know, good luck to all the Springstead high school teams. Sounds good. Thank you again for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It was great. Hopefully I didn't uh, talk your ear off too much, but uh, I enjoyed it. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, I think this episode, uh, man, I don't want to denigrate the rest of them, but you know, all we try to do is let AD share their story and also share some best practices. You certainly did that today. For listeners, um, 
we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational AD Podcast uh, YouTube channel. We appreciate you uh, listening today. Come back just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. Uh, we want to thank our podcast partners, We Coach, and the global community of women in high school sports, as well as our sponsors. Um, we'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast. Music.